walk into the golden. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, you're fantastic. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Golden Round Podcast. I'm Ben, as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiasts, Connie, to bring you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. This week, we are taking a look back at what we got this year in all things Pokemon um, and thinking ahead to what do you think we're going to get next year in 2024. And our Devil's Advocate section will be arguing, or at least one of us will be arguing, that Game Freak should not release any games in 2024, which we didn't decide you know, who was doing we didn't, it. We didn't we'll, decide who was going to do it we'll yet. We'll do that later on. As always, we'll do it can, live! We'll do it live. You can tell we have had a bit of a break, but not for you. We were here last week. We're here this week. Uh, as always, you can jump to a timestamp, a topic at the timestamp. Oh, my God. You can tell I've, like, switched off. My brain is not functioning. Anyway, Connor, how are you? I'm doing really well, mate. Having a really, really good holiday so far. Nice to have a few days off and just hang out with family until they got annoying and then hang out with friends. <laughs> it's much easier. <laughs> like, I, lo- I love them dearly, but as yeah. soon as there's 12 people in the house, it's it a case a of bit, like, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm gone. Get, I'm gone. gets a bit chaotic and, and yeah, crazy. We typically, whenever me and my family get together, we, we're quite lucky that we have, like typically a living room and then either a dining room or a kitchen so people will congregate between one of the two so typically the kids will just go off and do their own thing the adults stay in one of the other rooms and then some of the adults might go i'm just gonna go in with the kids for a bit and i'm gonna relax and, and wind down which i think you have to do like you can you can love your family you... sit in with the kids to wind down Oh, that no, sounds right. so, yeah, yeah, we yeah, must yeah, have very <laughs> different families. <laughs> must, must, we must do. No. The, but the kids are um, 9, 11, and 12. So they're at that age now where it's okay. not chaotic. They are just like playing on the Switch. They might be playing on their phone or just chatting or whatever. Playing with Lego, like it's, it's dead easy. So I can just go in there and just wind down. And I think, I think what I was going to say was like, you can love anyone the most in the world, but if you are forced to be with them for there, there comes a point. There comes a point where it goes. No, this is this is too much. Got it. I need to. I need my own space. I need to go off with somebody else. I do like my family, by the way. I know none of my family listen to this because they don't support me, which is it's fine. But you know, they are <laughs> listening to this. So it's neither none of your family. Your wife doesn't. Well, do you have friends who listen to the podcast? I don't think they don't think they do. To be quite honest with you, oh, yeah, well, I know people do listen to the podcast because I've got the viewing figures. But none of my friends or family have ever can, come out. Can and we gone. just get a "We love you, Hoen" in the comments or <laughs> yeah. an email or just add him on Twitter, please? Just show this man. <laughs> Loves. He needs to know somebody supports him. Uh, <laughs> let's, yeah, please, let's jump into the main topic then, shall we? Look back at what we got this year. Is there one in particular that stands out or one thing that you want to start with? I know we've got our list here, but I'm happy to go through in pretty much any order. I mean, shall we get the one that we've talked about most recently and therefore we'll have the least to say out of the way, which is the DLC. I genuinely thought we got Scarlet and Violet this year. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe that came out in November last year. That I don't know why. It just feels like it dropped it dropped in January. It's over but... a year old. It's 13 months old. That's just dawned on me. That's ridiculous. And it hasn't finished yet. We're still going to wait till yeah. January for the game to finish. Yes, yes. Oh, that's which we didn't cover year. last no. week because <laughs> the the trailer came out like as we were recording. 
Yeah. So I finished the recording session and went, oh, oh <laughs> there it is. The thing. <laughs> there it is. But we'll talk about that in, the, in, in looking forward to next year, which I'm looking forward to. Yes. Uh, but yeah, like, so Scarlet and Violet's two pieces of DLC, uh, the, you know, the secret treasures of Area Zero. Um, obviously, for our full breakdown, you can go back and listen to the two in-depth episodes. That I think we're both two hours long. Um, I personally think... It's been a good year for Pokemon DLC to continue that, to continue you coming back to Scarlet Vast. Not saying it's great, but I think it was good enough. And, you know, just delving into very briefly what we spoke about in the pieces of DLC, there, there was enough content, especially in the second piece of DLC, to bring us back to that game and get us to continue enjoying it. I'm still playing it now. I don't know if you are, though. Uh, I haven't picked it up in a little while, but that's just because I've been busy more than anything. Okay. See, I've been shiny hunting. I'm, I am going all in on that Blabebe, Litwick, and Milsery event. Blabebe's evolution line done. 15 shinies across the, the five different variations. Litwick done in a day. Like, the odds are ridiculously good. They're like one in 200. Absolutely fantastic. Sorry, go go over that again. Five different shinies across all the variations. So for uh for baby, there's five yeah. different colored flowers. Yeah. And then there's the three of each sorry, one for each stage. So yeah. for baby there's five, floet there's five, and then whatever. Yeah, but I assume that it was a case of like there was five flabebes and then one shiny, not a shiny for each one. Shiny for each one. So it's 50, 15 really? in that family. Because like, yeah. I know with um, Mini Ore, it's got a bunch of different colors, but only one of them is shiny. That's the other thing. This is this is where it gets complicated, okay? Because Milsery, so um, when Milsery evolves in, into uh, Al- Alchemy, it has 63 forms. I have done research into this, and I still can't come up with an answer. I've got one set of commuters of the community going, the seven shiny alchemies, that is it. And then I've got another set of the, the community going, no, there's that technically 63 shiny alchemies because when you import them into Pokemon Home, it, it can recognize, oh, this is a shiny version of this version. So now I'm like, I've got nine nine milseries. So I'm like, do I just say I've got the seven shinies and be done with it? Or do I go for the whole hog and go for 63? I See, don't... my understanding was that that prior one that you can have lots of different colored milseries. Yeah. Uh, sorry, lots of different colored alcremies and one shiny colored alcremie, and then you get the different toppings. Yes. Which is For... the different forms. Yes. Pokemon Home apparently recognizes other. You've got uh, apparently Pokemon Home when you go into the Pokedex, it has 120 entries for alcremie, one for each of the normal 63. One for the other sixty-three shinies, and then one for Dynamax, one for Gigantamax. It's, but you don't—it's ridiculous. You don't spin a specific way to get the shiny version, I, do you? It just—you don't know. You spin and it becomes a shiny alchemy because it's a shiny milsery. See, this is the, this is what I've been looking into. Keep us I've, updated. <laughs> honestly, I'm 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 at that point there. Do I do I just end it with with seven shiny alchemies and just go? No, that's 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 done and dusted. Anyway, yeah. So um, the the DLCs, I'm I am still playing it. The shiny hunting is keeping me back. Uh, farming for Herb and Mysticus and doing the raids, keeping me coming back. Doing the you know the the um, grinding for the BPs is 
keeping me coming back. It's going to keep me in that game, I, I think, for a while, which will roll into the epilogue. It'll be interesting to see how long I play it for next year. Uh, but mm. overall, for DLC, I do think it was a it, it was a good year. It's actually got me interested to play the game again. Mm. So I tried playing uh, Scarlet and Violet again once before when I was getting a bunch of recorded footage for it. I got to like between the fourth and fifth gym, mm. I think off the top of my head, there's a weird uh, level jump that yeah. if you're just rushing through the game, doesn't fit very well. And you just have to stop progress and go off and grind for ages. However, if you're, if you have the option to just go off to Kitakami yeah. at that time, I think that might be the perfect place to put it in. Okay. Because you're not super overleveled, so you don't just completely run over everybody there. Mm. The Ogre Pond fight's still going to be quite hard. It gives you a nice break from the monotony of Paldea after a while, which by the fourth or fifth gym, it's kind of like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Give you that break, come back, finish off everything, and then you've got a nice little bit of distance between Kieran and Carmine's story and its conclusion once you've beaten Paldea, done oh. Area Zero, and then you head off to Blueberry Academy. So I'm very excited to play the game again with the DLC. Yeah. That, More I so than I was idea. playing the DLC that the game's finished. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's it because you are absolutely right. A person's experience for Scarlet and Violet does depend on how they play. Because, like you say, we we approached it from we complete the main game. Now we do two pieces of DLC. But for somebody else, it might be one coherent story of you know the DLC naturally, like you say, just slots in Kitcom in that part, and then Blue Bay Academy is almost your end game. And then we've got the epilogue coming next January. So I'm sure there'll be people going, in terms of the flow of that game, it, it has one of the most... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to think of another word other than flow. But the, the flow of the game just works no, because flow. it takes it, you from a level five... If, if you to, play it that way. Yeah, it, yes, that's it. Which is unfortunately not the way they released it. <laughs> No, and there's no, and there's no way. The only people that will get the benefit of playing it that way are people that have just flat out refused to play anything from Gen Nine, and then will have had to have looked up. Oh, okay, what kind of order should I play? And then it, it comes back to the. But this comes back to the issue of Gen Nine of you can you can you can do it in any order that you're these eighteen things you can do it in any order that you want. Well. Well, no, because even Kitakami really. is like Blueberry Academy. You you can't play it your way. You have to play it. It's the last thing you do in the game. Kitakami. Yeah. And, and I think it works really well. And agrees. it feels good because it it's meant to be then and there. And like I did my Elite Four in the order they kind of suggest. If you mm -hmm. look at the um, the introduction to them, you see their rankings. Yes. So I did it in that order, and I was like, look, I can do it in any order I want, but let's just do it this way. And the level curve was perfect. Mm. As I say, I started at about sort of mid-60, mid-70, and finished mid-70, mid-80, which was pretty much on par with my opponents the whole way through. So, and and that was the issue we had with, you know, the base game as well, was, yeah, you can go fight Grusha immediately, but their levels are just higher than yours. Mm. So... 
Scarlet and Violet still stands to me as a game that, yes, you can technically do in any order, but plays better if you don't. Agrees, yes. I, I, I completely agree. It does feel like the kind of game where they should have either made it, they should have either stuck with the guns and gone, no, this is roughly the order you, you need to do it in. Because that's what they've gone for in terms of the they've they've programmed in the levels, or they should have gone. Okay, there needs to be some kind of auto level balancing scaling, so that you can play in any way that you want. And like we said, like I'm not against I'm not against you having to play in a in a particular order because the Elite Four we did it in completely different orders, but we still both had a really great experience because. Again, the level isn't jumping up and down wildly. It's roughly in that, you know, you're, you're in your 70s. That's where you need to be. So it, it works really well. Whereas the base game, it doesn't because you're all over the place. Anyway, you're all over the place. Though, and just, just, just to finish yeah, that off, yeah, like, yeah. You, if you want to go and fight, say, say you do want to go fight Grisha immediately. Say mm. that's the playthrough you want to do. You want to do the gyms in reverse order. Well, none of your Pokemon are going to listen to you at that level because mm. for some reason they changed how Pokemon obedience works. Yeah, Which I think is silly. Did. Yeah, because... Okay, so for people that might not know this, because I only discovered this in the last couple of years, I always thought that in games, if you caught a Pokemon and then leveled it up past the level cap of whatever that badge you had, then it would stop obeying you. That isn't what actually happens. What happens in the the older generations is that it's for traded Pokemon only or caught above that level. So if you caught a level 5 Pokemon or you got your starter, and you leveled it up to 100 before you took on Brock, it would still completely listen to you because you're the original trainer. It'd work absolutely fine. But if you traded in a Pokemon, or in or in Sun and Moon, uh, sorry, uh, Sword and Shield, you traded in a higher level Pokemon than the level cap, it would just it would just flat refuse you. But what they did in Gen 9, if I'm correct, is they changed that, right? So the, yeah, so basically anything you catch or anything that goes above the level curve just goes yeah, nah. which is strange that they change that because, and I might be wrong. It might be a case of only if you catch them in a higher level than you have available, you might still be able to train them to that high level. I don't remember distinctly, okay. but yeah, it's still it's still an odd one. It is very it's very odd, but this is Game Freak just doing what Game Freak does of. They they change things, but we don't know the reason why. So, for example, me shiny hunting, there is no shiny pop-up or noise until you actually get into that fight in Scarlet and Violet. It, it's, it's a bizarre decision. That's what they do. Um, let's, let's move on to some of the other things that we had uh, this year. One of the more recent ones, which I know you've not finished, but Paldean wins. Uh, the- yes, I've missed the last episode, unfortunately, which apparently includes Blueberry Academy in it. It was supposed to be a kickoff to Blueberry Academy. You know what? I've just realized I've not watched that. <laughs> I've not watched yeah. that I completely forgot about it. Yes, I've not. I, I was like, yeah, I was so confident coming into this recording. Yeah, I've watched them all. And then and thought back to when we had the conversation when we reviewed episode three and we had the discussion. Oh, do we think that's it? It's we, we, should, or, we should cover that this week. And then we didn't cover it because my pop was ill. That was it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that was the week that we had to uh, have off. So we never actually got round to episode four, pal, day and wins. But based on the three episodes we did see, I thought it was very enjoyable. It was, and I may, still maintain what I've said through these little weird, odd little YouTube series that they have is I'm glad they're not just doing 
the safe option of let's just do the anime, let's just do a trainer. They they mix up like Hisuian uh, Snow, Hisu uh, Snow, Twilight Wings. Um, I would still argue that those two are better. Okay, I think the it's going to be a really weird statement. I think the school setting brought the maturity level down. I can understand that. Yes. So the the anime has always been a little bit more immature. Mm. Um although apparently the Horizons is and from what I saw of Horizons it was really really good and had much more mature themes in it and just oh, older so characters in general having older character stories. Um but I used to really enjoy Twilight Wings because you focused on the gym leaders, you focused on like Rose and things like that. So you got to saw you got to see characters we knew doing things we didn't get to see them do because we only met them during our part of the journey. We got to see them doing what they do away from the main story. And Hisui and Snow was just phenomenal. As a, as a prequel to Legends of Arceus, what a show. Mm. I, I am glad that I, I know that we can talk all day about Game Freak doesn't, it's willing to take little risks, but it never goes whole hog. But the anime side of the Pokemon company feels very much a case of, oh, that's what you want to do? Okay, right, go for it. We can just put it on YouTube. It's absolutely fine. And the fact that they are willing to just try all these quirky new adventures with characters that we've never seen or heard of before and likely will never see or hear from again is fantastic. And I would love to see more of that in 2024. Um, Now, I don't always have as much time as I want to watch anime and keep up with anime there are so many shows that i've fallen behind on something because i just don't have the time to to just keep up with them because it does become quite time consuming you have to kind of pick your fights of okay i'll watch that show i'll watch that movie i'll watch that anime and then i might get around to the rest of them at some point but it's what one of the things that i admire about these smaller shows is typically they are oh, if you've got a spare hour and a half to two hours you can binge the entire series you can do the whole series I, I love that. I absolutely love that, and I would love to see more of it. Similar to Path to the Peak we got as well this year, which oh, yes. was the TCG one. Yep. Very different animated style. Yeah, looked more like the uh, characters we used to see in Pokemon TCG. The o, original, not o. live. Live as new yep. one. Did we get live? Live came out this year as well. I've still not got round to. I have got so many, so many of these these cards. I, the, the you know redeem them online. Which I hope I can do because it says Pokemon TCG Live on the back. TCG Live's the new yeah. one, right? So I'm it's okay. It's the new one, yeah. And even PTCGO cards will still work. Okay, I just need to do that. I've got, uh, I, have I ever told you how many I've got of these things? I've got like hundreds, probably 250 to 300 that I just need to redeem at some point. I just need to sit down and do it. And I know they've got the QR code, but I could never get that working. And I'm not typing no? out. No, but that oh, was no, on. No, no, no. That was on TCG live oh online oh tcg online this is the confusing thing they're both both mean online so i don't know which one's which like so <laughs> abuses me uh, but but yes the uh, path to the peak the animation style was absolutely gorgeous uh i would like to see another series of that but i know one of your criticisms and like thinking back i do agree with this is it was we can use the tcg as kind of a way to tell the story, but would have liked more about the actual rules. 
and mechanics being implemented, which we yeah, didn't and like really the get. thought process that goes into building around the meta and the thought and what goes into that. I mean, they they had the trading aspect, they had the friendships that you make along the way, they had the rivals to friends. Yeah, the base story was really good. Yeah, um, as I say, I just think the actual card game aspect of it, I was like, meh, I could have been better. No, I, I do agree with that, and it is a it is a shame. I again. Another one of those series where if they never do anything, I'm happy with what we got, but there's an opportunity there to develop it and and do something else. Uh, Speaking of TCG, Pokemon TCG Classic. Uh, (laughs) For those of you who don't remember, this was was a set, a limited edition run that included Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur cards from the original set, so that's Shiny Charizard, and it sold out within moments of... Yeah, they created decks around each of them, modernized the rule sets of them, but gave it that classic look and yeah. had this really fancy board, this oh, really beautiful. cool randomization mechanic, and there was really nice damage counters and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was way too expensive for my blood, and uh, it's gone now, so it's even more expensive. You're never going to get it uh, unless you are willing to pay over the odds to a scalper, which you shouldn't. Uh, but it's your money do do whatever you want with but you shouldn't um which is don't pay scalpers and don't pre-order that's uh, if you take nothing away from this show (laughs) at least take away that yes definitely which is like again pokemon tcg is one of these things so my my daughter had a bit of money for christmas and bought herself some pokemon tcg cards and i bought a no my family bought her some for christmas as well and you know the artwork's absolutely gorgeous it's fantastic but it's such a money sink that I would love to do more of the TCG stuff, but I've only got so much disposable income. I can't keep up with, what, three sets, four sets released every year? It's it, it, it's just impossible. And I, I want to buy more TCG cards, but I, I can't. I am starting to think that maybe online TCG is where I go because you can do the whole... You can, like not grind down the pokemon but you you build up coins or whatever if you have yeah, multiples yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you get oh, dusting's not the right word but that's but what it that... used to be on um hearthstone hearthstone yeah thank you yeah hearthstone you used to dust now it's a case of when you open packs if you have more than four of a kind of anything it just gets converted into spendable spendable yeah. gems income something one of the See, that that's what I that's I think what I need to do actually is just get all these cards one day and just scan them all and then maybe build a deck and then I can go online, I hope, because I have tried to enter it back when it was Pokemon TCG online. Oh. Online, yes. Yep. Oh <laughs> I remember I entered a competition um just with a box and a base set that I bought from and I got absolutely someone just threw out like a some version of Crobat, I think, that was whatever the big shiny ones yeah, are that Crobat do. draw up to six. <laughs> yeah, it does like 320 damage or something ridiculous. I'm like, oh, okay, right, yeah. I can't win this. <laughs> I just flag cannot win this unless the other person throws. But I, I, I do want to get into more TCG next year. I don't know if there's anything coming up next year around TCG outside of the... Obviously, the, we'll get new sets, as we always do. We'll get competitions, as we always do. I'm just wondering if they'll do anything with live. Are they going to 
bring us something new fancy i i still need to jump onto live and have a go of it well i know we're still waiting for a spec cards to come out that was what, revealed to us at worlds um so a spec car special kind of trainer card you can okay. only have one of them in your deck because right. they're just that powerful um we were they were revealed to us alongside the future and past paradox pokemon at worlds we've yet to see them so we know that's coming soon very nice and pokemon world championships we had them this year in japan right in japan for the first time ever it was a good show uh, yeah, it was a very to... very good show great 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 opening great closer I'm as looking... you would expect i'm thinking back to that and they put on loads of events for people that were in attendance like they they went the whole hog deck there was a cruise ship wasn't there you can stay on a cruise ship they decorated yeah, yeah pokemon themed like say what you want about i think you can separate game freak from the pokemon game freak from the pokemon company but what the pokemon company does when they want to go all out is is absolutely phenomenal uh, they can put on an event like nobody's business um, and, you know, as someone that on, only got into Worlds over the last couple of years, again, looking forward to next year and seeing what the competition brings, especially now that I think one of my criticisms of the competitions this year um, has been that we've just seen a lot of the same meta of the same Pokemon coming through. Now, next year, I'm hoping with the, you know, introduction of more Pokemon into Generation 9, we're going to see completely different teams mixing things up. Possibly. We'll Possibly. See. Fingers crossed. We'll probably just got the same Pokemon coming through. You know, Stalatai, no, I, I think Terrapagos or no, whatever. No, I think there's enough coming through because you've got um, Ursaluna is going to be a yep. big shake-up and is going to have to be countered by something. Uh, you're right, Terrapagos, if it's legal, will... Possibly... I don't know if it will define the meta. It might not actually be that great. I think you might see um, once or twice in like a stall team of some variety. But much in the same as the stellar typing, um, it doesn't feel as meta defining as it maybe should have done. No, it doesn't. It, it, because this... you're only getting that one, one hit. You know, realistically. So think about say Fluttermane, uh, mm. a Pokemon that really heavily used its. Um, terra typing for offensive, which mm. is the only way to use the stellar typing. You can't use it defensively. No, you can't. Well, Fluttermane would tear it into the fairy typing and would just click Moonblast. But it would choice specs itself into Moonblast. So it would never ever run the stellar typing because no. it would only get that boost on the first one. No, I see what you're saying. I, I think the stellar type, I think it's one of them that where we might see every now and again because someone's thought of a workaround of, oh, before I terrestrialize into the stellar typing, I boosted my mon to the point where I only need to click three moves to ideally win this fight because I've got diversity across those moves. So, okay, well, if you want to send out, you know, a Moongus and something else, well, I've got a, a typing that, that, you know, I can use that star, whatever, for yes. hit both of them, super effective. But I just feel that it's going to be a case of it's going to be too easy to play around. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, yeah, no, I agree. I think I, and I we're still, not competitive players. We're we not, might be we're wrong. not. No, 
we yeah we, we might be I, I still maintain who knows maybe like you know when we had a patrisu that won um worlds or whatever it was that one time I, I still think there'll be that one player that goes oh i can play this in a really creative way and 99 times out of 100 probably not gonna wait but that one that one is gonna look really good when i'm up on that screen um what else have we had this year we said farewell to ash ash ketchum gone done dusted from the anime forever People still wondering if he's gonna come back people still thinking he's gonna show up in horizons uh we have had it definitely confirmed to us that he is not the father of Liko. yeah <laughs> we have met her dad it's not yeah. ash no thank god i, I know right, um, could you imagine? <laughs> I, I still maintain we will get more ash in the future but i movies movies in that spin-off I, world yeah potentially yeah yeah good point actually po- I, I choose you I yeah choose that you. kind yeah. of thing yeah where it was just a reimagining of ash's journey from pallet town again i i i can see ash coming back one day as an older person a, a, a you know a either a father figure or some kind of tutor or something like that i'm happy to just let him rest for now he's, he's done his time let him rest and then I, i'm always of the mindset with and this isn't just pokemon this is just stories in general if there's no good story to tell don't bring a character back just little just let them rest mm-hmm. but if you've got a story that you can tell with that character that's creative innovative new whatever it might be i am happy to bring it back bring that character back so long as it's done well i don't want you yeah, know Her- Her- horizon seems to be looking a lot further backwards than ash you know we're talking about like super ancient pokemon and collectors oh, I, and all this kind of stuff i'm really excited for it yeah right we'll talk more about this ne- yeah we'll talk more about this in a bit when we look forward to for, to next year um we have pokemon sleep released this year after what was it five seven years something something <laughs> something we, ridiculous ridiculous yeah. it finally came maybe the developers were just asleep i don't know uh, i still haven't got round to pokemon sleep despite the fact i was saying it's still installed on my phone i just haven't got round to like doing it i don't it's just the thought of having to leave it on and it's i don't leave it on my bed i leave it on a bedside cabinet so i don't know how useful it would be and again it's just another app that i don't i don't want another app where i'm having to log in daily to claim your bonuses like i do that with pokemon go and i I enjoy it there's a handful of games where i might dip in and out but for the most part my phone isn't a gaming console I don't want to be having to log in and do stuff on 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 the daily, which I think is what is putting me off sleep at the moment. Yeah, I mean, when I looked at it, and it was a case of you have to leave the app open, and that's it. Like I use my phone to have videos on in the background. Mm. Like that's how I go to sleep. I'm one of those people who needs sound in the background. So I I don't have a TV in my room. I use my phone. I can't also have Pokemon Sleep running at the same time, so it doesn't work for me. Plus, the other thing as well is I've read from a couple of people, it's a case of, oh, I wake up and it told me I had a really bad sleep, so now I feel bad. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you you, you could have had the best sleep ever. You could feel really relaxed, but you've now looked at a machine that goes, no, your sleep was yeah. really bad, and suddenly it makes you feel worse. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. Pokemon Sleep, again, Pokemon Sleep's one of those weird ones where I actually saw an article this year, this this week, saying how how long realistically do they think pokemon go can keep going and i was just thinking to myself out of all the apps that we've had for pokemon pokemon go is the one that i can can i can still see going for much longer than sleep 
It's already beaten out Pokemon Quest, which was done and dusted. The, it's closest competitor is, po- possible, is probably Pokemon Unite, but again, that's also on Switch, so it's muddying the water a little bit. But Pokemon Sleep is one of those where I just don't see, I just don't see long term being viable. And did they just release it because it was like, no, we we finally finished the product. We've been saying it for a while. Let's just get it out there. Um, and then we can slowly pull it at some point. And I don't think most people will notice. Maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. I mean, they've they've got Masters and um, Cafe Remix and things still Cafe going remix. strong. So. Pokemon Masters. Pokemon Again, Pokemon Masters is when I upgraded my phone about three months ago, I had to cut out Pokemon Masters because it drains the... It's fun, but it absolutely destroys your phone's battery to the point where I sent off my old phone to get repaired, thinking it's just the battery, only for Apple to turn around and go, no, like, the whole system's completely fried on this thing, and I still maintain Pokemon Masters did it because of all the grinding that you have to do on it the battery gets absolutely killed listen this is all circumstantial evidence folks i have no idea if this is a thing but but there's no coincidence that i've had this two man's phones. about to get the podcast sued i know there's no coincidence i've had two apple phones that have both i've had to replace because of the battery about three months after playing Pokemon Masters. Again, might be completely wrong, okay? And my views are not the views of the podcast. Just want to point that out there, despite me being nah, thank you. on the on the podcast. Um, but again, Pokemon Masters, yeah, that that is probably going to go on for a while because if you want to, and I, I've, you know, part of my... One of the things I would love to see Pokemon do more in the mainland games is, oh, let's, let's pull some of these older characters into newer games and have them interact. Like we kind of got with a lot of Gen 9, you can bring in those characters to have those interactions. Pokemon Masters is kind of the de facto place to do that. If you want to see characters' stories continue and characters interact, you've got to go to Pokemon Masters because that seems to be where Pokemon Company is kind of going, yeah, this is where all that you lore stuff is. You go have fun is. with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, um, speaking of Pokemon Go this year, uh, they cut a quarter of their workforce. I play Pokemon Go daily. I've not noticed a difference. So maybe that cutting of the workforce was literally just people that, oh, you were brought in to do a specific task or job. You've done it. See you later. Maybe Pokemon Go. I think just... we did say at the time as well that that was Niantic cutting quarter of its yes. workforce, not necessarily the Pokemon, Pokemon Go, Go team. That was it. Yes, yes. Because Pokemon Go this year seems to have just gone for me at least. And I, I know you have. You know you, you're not a huge fan of it because it is very much a oh you know if you're not willing to go out and about a lot and pay a lot, it's very limited what you can do. As someone that's quite, well, it's another battery drain. It is another battery. Drain. It just drains my battery if I'm out and about. Yeah, yeah. I doesn't do as much to mine, but mine is like a brand new iPhone, which I think is fine for now. But I know in older, older models of iPhones, I have struggled with, with Pokemon Go and the battery life issues. I think Pokemon Go is is starting to resolve a lot of the issues for me around raiding. Um, they bought out another company that. Basically, there's now a button on Pokemon Go that you click, and it brings up a map of, here are all the raids going on in the world. You can click on it. You can then, like, I think it's called Light of Flare. So to let people know, 
oh yeah, I'm thinking of doing this. Anyone else interested? Okay. You can chat and you can basically buddy up with people now so you can host a raid. And then if other people are online just trying to join a raid, it will pull them into your raid. They still have to use remote raid passes, which isn't ideal, but it's a step in the right direction. As someone that was struggled with raids for so long because I was in a rural area, the fact that I can now do that is fantastic. Is Niantic still, you know, money hungry for Pokemon Go? Yes, that's not going to change. The fact that Christmas has just come and gone and you had to pay to get free incubators where in previous years it was, oh, it's Christmas, let's give you some free incubators. Now it's, no, you've got to pay about, I think it's four ninety nine, and you've got to spin a disc every single day. Like, yeah, no, I, I know my limit with Pokemon Go. I'm happy to spend a couple of quid here and there, stuff like that. Now, sorry. So enjoyable. And wasn't this year the year that we saw the remote raid passes take a nosedive as well? Yeah, so the prices went up and the amount that you could re- remote raid each day went down. Uh, so I think you can do a maximum of five a day and it's 595 coins for three remote raid passes. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. You know what? Don't support Pokemon Go. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> I, I, again. Ben does not represent the podcast. <laughs> I still maintain I have a lot of fun with Pokemon Go for what it is, but it's one of those I can just put down. Like, if I'm going out for a walk, I'll pop it up. I might put Pokemon in the gym. might spin a disc, but there are days where I just do not touch it. I'm not one of those people that I'm going to get up. I'm going to go out and do Pokemon Go. Now, no, it's not that kind of person. I've enjoyed it a lot more since my daughter started playing it, and we can go out together because there's that like mm. bonding element and being able to do raids together and helping her to get some Pokemon. You know, she's com- starting from a complete clean Pokedex and helping her to build that up and do some of the raids and stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, but Pokemon Go still has its issues, and no doubt will still have its issues next year when they host go safari wherever it is like they did this year and we still may they still have issues of you know people can't log in people aren't allowed in uh what whatever those issues might be um also this year even though it's not pokemon company it is still impacts pokemon company uh nintendo uh server closures for was it 3ds and the wii yeah yeah so that it was that's happened, um, which is, again... Pokemon putting... Bank is gone. If you want to try and get a new version, you can't. If you've still got it, you can, I, so you can still use it, though, because I'm still using it for shiny hunting the uh, Ultra Wormholes in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. So it's you can still use it to push Pokemon to Pokemon Home. However, next year, will that still be the case? We have had a soft recommendation so far to be like, hey, you might want to move your stuff to home just just in case. Yeah, just in case. Not that anything would happen, but it might happen. Because we'd, we'd definitely tell you if anything was going to happen. We promised you it would stick on for, for at least a while, but... Uh... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust us if I were you. It's <laughs> no, basically I'm... what they said. Honestly, honestly, I it would not surprise me if one day I wake up, I go to load it up, and it's like, no, Pokemon Bank won't connect i'm like mm, okay why not and then that's when i do the digging and it's like you know it, the, you know pokemon company game freak nintendo whoever is released something and then there's a little snippet there's a little line in there that goes this will affect pokemon bank like to I, be fair the the level of community out there now on twitter mm. you know sarah B. joe would never ever let the community 
missed that, we will be well ahead of that news. I like to think so. And you can keep up with that here on the podcast, so subscribe if you're not. Do it. But I just want to point out this out, actually, um, in, on Twitter or X, I am caught up in Sarah B. Joe's algorithm now. Like, anytime he tweets, I get, Do you I get, get push recommendations. Yeah, I get a push notification, which, you know what, in terms of whenever we come onto the podcast and we're like, okay, what are we thinking of doing this week? And, you know, typically we'll search for Pokemon under news Pokemon on Google. News. Or, like, the fact that I've now got Sarah Joe and his push notifications come to me makes it so much easier because I'm like, oh yeah, we're going to want to discuss that this week, right? Okay, forward it onto the, our Discord chat. Yeah, we'll pick that up. It makes it so much easier, and the fact that he knows so much stuff is on top of so much stuff is like credit credit to him for having that knowledge and and everything. Uh, what else have we had this year? I've only got one thing left. Pokemon Detective Concierge. Pikachu. Oh, Detective Pikachu. That's the other one. Um, we haven't played it yet. <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't played it yet. It's on my to-do list next year. I want to play it because um, I really do want to. As someone that missed out on the original Detective Pikachu, but knows enough about it and really enjoyed the, the movie, not that I can remember a lot about it, I do want to play the Switch version and just... I, ju- I just want to know what it's all about and see if I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm happy to watch it, I think, rather than play it. It's one of those for me. I get that. I get that. And then Pokemon Concierge, which comes out tomorrow as of recording this, yesterday as of listening to this, if you're listening to it on release date, which you should do, because that's the best day to listen to it. And it helps the algorithm and all that. Um, but Pokemon Concierge, again, um, it's a another animation. It's uh, stop motion, released on Netflix, uh, follows Psyduck and a person, I can't remember their name, who runs a concierge desk at a hotel and it looks to me like it's just going to be a silly good time like old wallace and gromit that's what i imagine it looks like it's gonna be really sweet yes i think is the way to describe it yep yep so i'm looking forward to that all in all though it's weird actually because we do this week in week out and yet you when you look back you just realize oh how much actually happens in the world of pokemon how much content is con- constantly oh, coming out? Oh, we definitely out. miss stuff. Oh, yeah, agreed. Like, we only lightly touch on TCG, Pokemon Go, uh, you know, Masters and stuff. We are predominantly, oh, it's the, it's the anime in the mainline games. Like, which is one of the great things about Pokemon is if you, want to, if you wanted a podcast that only did Pokemon Go or Pokemon Masters, you could easily do it because there's an audience that only plays that section or watches, you know, that part of Pokemon. But the amount we have covered this year, actually, like, kudos to us for, like, covering all this and bringing it to people. Yeah, we're, we're kind of awesome. Us, yeah, know, give ourselves a tap on the... There. Yeah, tap on the back and all that. And it's free as well. Uh, <laughs> enjoy. Next year. For now. Look, for now. <laughs> let's look at <laughs> next, <laughs> next year. Now we're the bad guys, because we're like Pokemon Bank and Nintendo. Good. <laughs> Good. Give us your money. Uh, anyway, next year... We've got the epilogue coming for Scarlet and Violet. So that drops in January. And we're getting... This actually kind of explains why we didn't get Nimona, Arvin, and Penny in Kitakami coming with us, because they are now coming with us the epilogue. Do you think... Okay, so I can see Connor's face working here, so I'm going to ask him a question. I'm going to give him a prompt. Is this just a way for them to 
extend the life of Scarlet and Violet as much as they can? Or do you think they've done this as a almost apology for maybe some of the fans that have been a bit more, you know, voicing their opinions about issues with the baseline game and the fact that we didn't get to see those characters again after the base game? I don't know if it's any of those specifically. To me, this kind of feels like they've finally taken on board our request from the last couple of years of make mythical Pokemon special again. Yeah. Because that's what this epilogue is about. As far as I'm aware, it's the mythical Pokemon, right? It's it's about... Yes, because the trailer Petra zooms on. in on it, doesn't it? In, in the shop. Yes. You're right. I've got so, that. A game that's had such amazing character writing, and I think it is the standout part of this game is the character writing. Agreed. Is now going to bring back all of the all of our main cast from Paldea, our two main cast from the DLC, blend them together, which is going to be great seeing oh, those interact. Yes. Like uh, Penny and Kieran, I think are going to be fantastic uh, together, and I can't oh, yeah. wait for Demona to bug the hell out of Carmine. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I just think it's going to be that. so good. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, I'm just really, really looking forward to it and have a good story around a mythical again. Yes. I say a good story. I am assuming it's going to be a good story. We've got a story. We've got a it's story. More than which we got is for more. anything from like Heatran. Yes. Yes, exactly. The fact that they are giving us something because what they could like, and this is where like lots. <laughs> There are people that rip into Game Freak for some of the decisions they make. Sometimes, I think rightly so. Sometimes, I think they are just... I just want an excuse to rant at Game, at Game Freak. Game Freak didn't need to do this epilogue. They flat out didn't. They even they have actually invested time and resource into crafting us an epilogue. Do we know if that epilogue is going to be good? No. It could flat out literally be, you know, a one-hour story with a couple of cutscenes, a battle, and that's it. But like Connor says, that's more than we have had for Victini, for um, Caldeo. Like, Caldeo is one of the, like, Swords of Justice, and we got nothing. Did we get something Caldeo, for that? Caldeo, I think, got a little something. A little something. I think it was one of the last ones that got something. Okay. Genesect? Caldeo and Genesect, really. Yes, were, yes. Were the last ones. And it wasn't massive for Genesect. I think it was literally going to a different room in the Team Plasma hideout. Exactly like those things. They're, they're nothing's like the the fact that they're doing. Whereas this. Deancey was just a release. It was just yeah. a here have a thing. Yeah, the fact that we have like a trailer with you know three of the main characters from the previous game, like that that speaks to me that they've gone okay. It's not just a distribution event. It is some kind of story driven element, and I cannot wait to play that or experience yeah. it. I really can forward to it. Also, I did see a funny comment the other day on Reddit that said Nimona in Scarlet Violet is basically playing New Game Plus. And I was like, actually, yeah, that's a, that's a real... Because she's oh, already... yeah, no, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's so clever, actually. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so we get the epilogue in January. Will that be a full review episode? I don't know. It depends on what there is there. Um, I imagine it'll take up the majority of an episode because I'm just I'm just looking forward to experience these characters again. And the one quite the more than the mythical, the question I have is 
Are we going to touch on the conversation with Arvin's dad with Arvin? That's the thing that I want to know. And I don't think we are, but... No, because again, I'm pretty sure after that you can go and meet Arvin and give him the book. Oh, yeah, And it's like, oh, that's that's really important to me. Can I have it? It's like, yeah, here you go. Never tell him where you got it from. No, nothing. Nothing whatsoever. That's such a shame. I'll be interested to see what happens. I This epilogue, it... it the more we've spoken about Scarlet and Violet and the DLC, like the, it's really annoying actually because I had so many issues with the base game of Scarlet and Violet, but playing the last piece of DLC has left like a really good taste in, in my mouth. And I'm like, oh yeah, I actually kind of enjoyed Scarlet and Violet as a, as a whole. Well, well, that's what issues. we always said was yeah. the DLC may well redeem it. I'm going to hold off that statement just for now yeah i think the way i'm gonna do it is i'm gonna do what i said earlier and replay the game yeah with kitakami in the middle blueberry academy at the end and then yeah. do that on the build up to the epilogue and play the epilogue at right after finishing blueberry academy that makes sense yeah i like that idea a lot to the point where like and, I, and i'm not gonna do this but part of me thinks oh yeah if i get pokemon scarlet because i played violet and i'll do it with scarlet but then you have to buy the dlc you'll uh, have to I, buy I, the dlc again which is no, disgusting no behavior. i'm not i'm not i'm not doing it i might i might start another playthrough on on violet at some point import all the pokemon in from pokemon home so i've get shiny charm straight at the start and then use it as an opportunity to shiny hunt while i play through the game who knows maybe we'll see but i would like to do a episode a year down the line of Scotland Violet a year on, two years on, something mm. like that, once we've had a chance to take our time with it again, enjoy it, and and figure it out. Let the nostalgia set in a little bit, which it always does, and does. people can argue until the cows come home that, like, no, I always liked this game. I mean, I did always like Sword and Shield. We will sit here and say, like, we always yeah. liked Sword and Shield. We were, we're not going to pretend that that's a new thing um gen 5 i think we both agreed we didn't touch when it first came out now one of Since our favorites then, we played it and realized it's amazing amazing yeah you know gen 3 i didn't like Oras. i much prefer and emerald i didn't play till much later in my life i think it does make ruby and sapphire better so i don't think our opinions changed that much yeah i mean um, you know I, I put uh fire uh, i put red and red and blue in our lowest tier <laughs> we the tier that. list so i think that says all you need to do need to say about like nostalgia blindness when it comes yep. to us so yeah i'm looking forward to reviewing it again later yeah. a little bit of time away from it agreed also next year uh pokemon horizons we will get more of that i i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the paradox pokemon in that series i because the Paradox Pokemon, I think, were a nice introduction, in, 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 a nice um, inclusion to the lore of Gen 9. I wish they'd have gone more with, done more with Paradox Pokemon, especially, you know, the, the Swords of Justice trio and the um, Legendary yep. Beast. I would have loved more. Again, and the anime seems to give. It has the freedom to be able to explore and give life to these Pokemon. So from what Connor said, but what I've read online, Horizon seems to be really strong, or at least starting really strong. I'm looking forward to watching Horizons and seeing where they go with the story of Paradox Pokemon, Serapagos. Okay. Uh, you, you go on. Fin- finish your thought. 
<laughs> All right. So I've just had a really interesting thought. Like, I don't think Horizons has touched on Paradox Pokemon yet. Okay. But I think it might be better if they don't. And okay. the Paradox okay. Pokemon just become part of a movie with Ash. As, okay. as world champion, yeah. hey, there's some funky stuff going on down here. Go Can ahead and check it out. Oh, that would be as one of the most powerful people in the world. And then you bring Steven back because he gets yeah. to investigate all the stones down there. You bring yeah. Cynthia back just because everybody loves Cynthia. Cynthia, yeah. Interesting. That would be really, that would be a cool little trio movie. These three down there explore. And then you could dive into the backstory of the professor and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be nice. What else have we got coming up next year? Anything? Are we getting a game? Nothing announced, I don't think. Are we getting a game? Right. Um, heads, you've got to argue that we're not getting a game. Okay. Okay, let's do this. We're doing this live. It's Tales, which means I've, I've got to argue that we're not getting a game. Okay. Right. We, sh- we shouldn't get a game. Definitely, definitely shouldn't get a game because, you know, we're getting the epilogue of the DLC. Now, that's going to hold people over maybe for a month or two. But we could quite easily see spin-off games from other companies. You know, we have could have a new Pinball, we could have a new Snap, we could have a new Mystery Dungeon, give the Mystery Dungeon fans a new game. Please, they keep shouting at us and nobody You're will shout them You're shouting at them. <laughs> <laughs> so we could easily see a spin-off game from a different company. And it means that, you know, I really hope that the epilogue the reason the DLC has been stretched out and the reason we're now getting the epilogue is because they're trying to go, right, do as much as you can with what we got. We don't, we don't want to be looking into anything new yet. I think 2025 would be great to get a Legends game. And what did we say? What's the 30th year? It's 26, three years 27? from... Uh, so it was 20, 22 no, it's four last year, year. Four years, wasn't it? Yeah. Four years from last year, so three years from 2026. This year. Yeah. 2026. So, so if the, next year we get nothing, yep. 2025 we get a Legends game. Yep. And then the 30th anniversary we get Gen 10. Or we hand off the, um, we hand off the Gen 5 sequel remake. Please don't, please don't do a Gen 5 remake. Please, please, please. The Gen Five sequel. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out into the universe. We hand off the Gen Five sequel to someone else, like we did with Ilka and BDSP. That comes out next year. Means Game Freak aren't working on it. Means they've got more time to work on the other stuff. We've got the B team working on Legends Arceus for the year after that, and then all hands on deck for Gen Ten. Okay, okay, you've you've caught me on a little bit of a technicality there because that that means it. Game Freak don't need to release a game this year because Ilka can release or some other company can release it. But, Carnit, what I'm going to argue on that point is that Game Freak should release a new game this year. Not Ilka and the re- or another company because look what happened with BDSP. It had a lukewarm reception because it was basically just a new coat of paint over what came before. So, you know, I'm going to rule that out for this year that we don't want that. And a spin-off game doesn't quite scratch the same itch as a mainline game or a Legends game. And because of that, that means that in 2024, outside of the epilogue, 
which will introduce likely one more mythical, and that is it. We are getting nothing next year. We're getting new, no new Pokemon, no new Pokemon game, no new characters, adventures, nothing from a mainland game or Legends or a Legends style game. I don't think we can last that long because the problem then is that what have you got to give people to tide them over? Raids in Generation Nine, shiny hunting. What kind of loser would shiny hunt? I don't. I don't know. All the full baby. I don't know. Next year we need in 2024. We need a new game with new Pokemon and new experience to tide us over. Game Freak should definitely release. A new game in 2024. It doesn't need to be in February or January of 2024. No, we've got enough content to tide us over until the end of 2024. So I'm calling it now November. We're getting a Legends game. So I'm just going to remind you that Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl is the best-selling remake Pokemon have ever done. For now. So there, there's, there's, there's your lukewarm reception. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't say sales. I said reception. <laughs> sales and reception are different. No, 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 no. Scarlet and Violet had a lukewarm reception. Still sold 23 million <laughs> yeah, copies. No, right. Nobody cares about the reception. <laughs> no, they don't. Or, just, sorry, just... I, re- I, I rephrase that. We're taking on board that people are talking about this and conversations <laughs> are being had. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it they're having conversations about taking more time so why wouldn't they go right people have said it over and over and over again if we really want to take this on board let's just take a year we've just sold better than we have done in years with scarlet and violet the dlc is probably making the money and will continue to make the money over the year mm-hmm. right the switch is also coming to its end one way or another we know there's a switch two coming Mm. or a, a another console from nintendo that's pretty much confirmed at this point game freak need all the help they can get <laughs> when it comes to new consoles we've, we've seen that so i think just just give a year off we don't need a pokemon game every year we didn't used to have a pokemon game every year it's only in recent years that we've done this and they've been cranking out but horizons is so far behind the games like we've just finished our first season and they don't even really seem to be focused on the games at all anymore you know you got the starter trio and that's kind of it i mean the cerulege is in there as well but other than that it's like paldea is not really that big of a part of it so the anime (laughs) doesn't need it pokemon go is only really just caught up now with all the pokemon available and Pokemon Go has already shown that they can comfortably introduce their own Pokemon and everybody will just go with it. Masters EX has so many characters from so many generations and a billion different outfits they can put each one of them in. I, I don't think we need a new game the same way as we maybe thought we did in prior years. So take the time, build something better, and hey, even if you don't hand off to someone like Ilka, we could just have a year off. And you know what? There's other games out there, people. And Pokemon, it ain't going anywhere. You know, for me and you, sure, we play the story. But people play competitive. People play competitive, and that doesn't change. That's not going to change for years. That's not going to change until Gen 10. So that works. There's no reason we couldn't have Mythicals in the same game released. 
You know, we've only had Pitcherunt released uh, announced to us now, but we could easily have more mythicals introduced over the year to give us something to come back to. There's going to be events. There's going to be raids. There's going to be a lot to keep people coming back to these games for at least a year. But Game Freak needs its money. Pokemon Company <laughs> needs its money. But, but no, I, I maintain that, yes, we've got loads of... You've just mentioned a swath, an absolutely astounding amount of content that we've got to tide us over. None of them introduced new Pokemon. Them introduce new characters in the games. I just people said mythical need, Pokemon in Pokemon need, Go can introduce new but, Pokemon. I literally addressed that topic. How dare you argue Pokemon a point that a I didn't game. make? Pokemon Go is a game freak. <laughs> Sish. Draw that argument. Sit down, sir. <laughs> no, but seriously, Game Freak should not release any new games next year. There are a variety of other mediums that they can introduce characters content and all that kind of stuff and i'm completely on board they should not release a game next year even november of next year is to even though then it would be a year away from scarlet virus it's still too soon it is still too soon would you would you would you take another dlc yes i would it be and only because the last piece would of you DLC... play it would you play another 30 pound for another dlc single dlc would you accept that sc- so like split into two either or, either, or. either or okay um i well yes, I, uh, let's, yes, I let's accept that whether it comes in one part or two it should be at least the length of, of what you've already of, paid for yes i would i i would and because uh teal mask i was met on it but i think the reason why i was met on it because i rushed through it i imported all my pokemon from pokemon home so i didn't get that catching you know didn't get to go out and explore and catch and I think that the teal mask is heightened by seeing the end of the story for Carmine and Kieran. I think the DLC as a whole was a really positive experience. And because of that, yes, I, I would I would happily experience another piece of DLC to tide me over with a handful of new characters, handful of new Pokemon. That's all I need. I don't need... I, I would much rather every year they bring out a smaller piece of DLC than... Every three years we get, look at all these new Pokemon. Look at all these new characters. We've done it again. Brand new everything. I would much rather, okay, now medium-sized, new everything, and then smaller chunks just to tide me over. I that that's I prefer that as a play style, personally, of I can dip in for a bit, enjoy it, and then back out and come back again. See, that would also mean that you've spent 120, ga- 120 pounds on a game that barely functions. True. Which, which, which is it? Which is the counter argument to it? Is a case of would you rather a DLC for this game that's got as many problems as it has? Which, as much as the DLC has elevated the games, mm-hmm. Scarlet and Violet still has the Scarlet and Violet issues. Whereas, yes. if they release something new, theoretically, it could be a better game. But I think we all know it would. What be. will happen? But a lot of the issues that you have in the base game of Scarlet and Violet aren't as prevalent or even there in the PCL DLC because they take place in a brand new area that they rebuild from, well, they build from scratch. Like, um, don't get me wrong, the raids are still an issue. I, I will I will never enjoy the raids because they are so 
clunky and thrown together, but other elements have improved with the DLCs. Like, I, you know, as I spoke about in the in the last piece of DLC, because I predominantly played on handheld, which I think is the best way to play these games. And yeah, I think be. we said that when the originals came out as well. And it shouldn't be, but handhelds is definitely the best way to play this uh, because there's less graphical issues. Um, the second piece of DLC just felt like a more lived-in, realistic world which blows my mind considering the the Blueberry Academy is a is a fake place that's been built for these Pokemon. Uh so quite ironic. Um but I still think that yes, if they offered me a piece of DLC and it was, oh, we're now going off to explore Southern Kalos, we're going off to explore Northern Jota, whatever you know, however they want to do that, and it's its own self-contained thing away from Paldea, I, I I'd pay for that. If, however, they turned around and said, oh, no, this piece of DLC takes place solely in Paldea and it's just a new extra couple of things on the map, I don't think I would pay for that because, again, oh, I'm back in Paldea, which is empty, flat, lifeless, broken. It depends on where it would be. That's yeah. your question as to whether or not I would be I'd pay excited in the far future to see a Scarlet Violet remake. And yeah. hope that they address a lot of the issues we had, not even just the, you know, gameplay bugs and things like that, but as you just mentioned, the world feeling empty. It is crazy. In 10, to... 15 years from now, it could be really cool to see it, it again. It is crazy to think about that that's where we're at of, oh, they didn't get it right the first time, but they'll get it right the second time, even though technically they're now at the ninth time because they've done well, more than the knife time, because they've done remakes as well, and Legends spin-offs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to, to think that that is where we're at. In terms of whether or not... Okay, so let, let's... Okay, let's wrap up Devil's Advocate. Do you think we are getting a new game next year that is likely to be announced at Pokemon, Pokemon Day in February? I sincerely hope not. Agreed. But do I think, I think we will? Possibly. Yeah, I think we I think we'll get Like I, I and I know and it's annoying really because our podcasts, the episodes that do well are the review episodes. I mean they all do well, but the ones that spike, at least on the podcast side, don't know about the YouTube side, are the review episodes. So I would love another game because it gives us a chance to like reach new people and talk about our experience. But from a consumer point of view, take a year off, take a breather, think about it, think about what you want to accomplish with the next game, what, you know, have that opportunity. And I think this is possibly where Game Freak goes wrong is because they are constantly on that churn of, you know, I've got got to release more new content, whatever it might be. They don't take the time to stop and think what works for the previous game, the DLC, whatever it might be. Because by the time a game is released, they're already into the at least planning production. If builds, production, yeah, of the next game. Hence why elements from Legends Arcus didn't bring come over to Scarlet and Violet. Because by the time Scarlet and Violet was out, it was like, oh yeah, we've already done this. And the same thing happened with Sword and Shield. The wild area wasn't meant to have, well, the game wasn't meant to have overworld Pokemon. And it's only because Let's Go did that so well, and then Sword and Shield are like, oh, we've got to implement but we're already in this this phase. 
And I think that's where Game Freak's problem is, is if they slowed it down and actually went, okay, let, let's take some time to reflect on the previous generation. What did the fans like? What did the reviewers like? What's the data telling us? Like, are people even bothered about doing raids? Because they'll have the numbers for the amount of raids that are being done. Oh, yeah. So, like, things like that, they they have that data and knowledge. But the problem is that because they're in such a rush, they don't have the time to reflect on it. So, Game Freak, take the year off. And not, not even take a year off, because they, they won't be taking the year off. They just won't be producing, or at least they won't. No, actually, that's wrong. They won't be releasing. Yeah, they'll be working in the background. Yes. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Absolutely fine with that. And again, I'm still the mindset that Gen 10 should tie in with 30 years, which means an extra year development time. Yeah, I fully agree with that. I think it would be silly not to. Otherwise, we end up with something like Sun and Moon, where X and Y just doesn't get finished. Yeah, which still blows my mind. You know what? Everyone talks about Gen 5. I don't need a Gen 5 remake. I really don't. Gen 5 is such a strong game. The sequel, I've been the play for once, strong game. X and Y, though, a, a remake for X and Y? That I'm interested in because I know there's things that weren't finished that I would yeah, love I to see. see that. Them go a very back to. strong Zygarde focused story. Yeah, agreed. Of then you could really play into Xerneas and Yvetel. And aspects. you even tie it into the Gen 9 mechanics and things like that as well, where you throw some time travel in there. We go back to AZ's time. Oh. I I know they're never ever going to show us the Pokemon War, but God, I want it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that like yeah, I, I agreed. Also, like just an aside, and I know this is a massive aside. Gen Six's legendaries are just wrong. Like Xerneas, I know it's fairy, but it should have been fairy grass because then it counters, but is also countered by Yvetel, which is dark flying. Yeah, still yep. annoys still annoys me to this day that that's that's the case and. Don't even get me started on Zygarde because it's weak again, completely neutered by the other two type. Anyway, um, yeah, Gen, Gen Six remake. I love to see that. I, 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 I still maintain February. We're getting some announcements um, for games, but release date. We'll have to wait and see. And we'll keep you up to date on all the new announcements here on the Golden World Podcast. Stay tuned mm-hmm. for all new shows next year. Good, very good, very good radio voice I, there. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you got have you got anything that you want to plug? Anything that's coming up? No, I'm actually at a point where I'm considering stepping away from YouTube. No, oh no. Is is that because the just the how hectic it is or the last? I just few... stopped being fun. Yeah, because it starts to feel like it, work. it very very much became like work, and you start looking at it as like as an actual job prospect. We're quite a way off there yet, and yeah. the grind to get there again is just too much. And you know, for me, I like taking time off for my health. Yeah, shot me in the foot quite a lot. And this was always supposed to be the thing I did because I couldn't do anything else because of my yeah. health. So for it to then be like, oh well, my health is impacting this as well. It just there became a lot in it. And I'll tell you what, actually, I sat down to write a script. And I was getting really, really stressed. And mm. I couldn't work out why. Because I'm like, this doesn't have to come out at any specific time. There's nothing going on here. There's no pressure. Why am I so stressed? And I realized it used to be my way of getting over the procrastination. 
was I would leave mm. everything to the last minute and then that stress would get me going. Yeah. So now I'm at a point where anytime I'm motivated to do something, I'm stressed. I've, I've yeah. Pavloved myself into it. So- <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pavlov dog. <laughs> oh no. So oh. it's just, I, I don't know if I'll disappear forever, but it's just, it's not fun for the moment. Yeah. It's this, always good this to podcast take a is probably the only bit of YouTube I'm going to stick to for now. Okay. That's a, that's a shame to hear, but I completely get the. I completely understand. I'm at the point in my life now where, like, Let's Plays is about what I can do, like, time-wise. Consistently. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like, okay, I can record a couple of episodes, pump it out. Even though I haven't released a couple of episodes because I've been working on something else, I, I'm, and I might as well tell people, actually, because I'm planning on releasing it soon anyway, is you, I'm sure you've seen those Pokemon Let Them We Fight videos that are all over yep. YouTube at the moment. So I thought, oh, I'll do one of them with British. Uh, recorded it. had an absolute blast. The amount of editing it takes to pull those videos together is ridiculous. I don't have the time to do that editing. It's it's absolutely crazy. But also, I don't want to pay pe- someone money to edit something that is, in all intents and purposes, a hobby at this point for something yep. that I make a couple of quid on every week. Um, so yeah, the gr- the grind, unfortunately, with YouTube is very real. And there's a reason why... The more people are at the top of that section, for example, Pokemon, the harder it is for anyone else to break into that because you've either got to have unlimited time or unlimited money or near unlimited money to be able to pay someone to make up the time that you don't have. Um, Really annoying. Really annoying. So yeah, so if you could go over to our YouTube channels and, you know, show us a, a little bit of love, we'd really appreciate it. And that's the show for this week. If you've gone this far, you just top dollar aren't you uh if you have got a comment or question send it in because next week we're planning on just wrapping up all the questions that we've had sent in that we've not been able to get around to so if you get your questions in quick we'll be able to answer them or you or your comments whatever it might be but if you want to do that leave a comment on our podcast on youtube you can email goldenrodpod at gmail.com you can leave it in our discord channel or use the hashtag goldenrodpod on Twitter, before you go, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know, leave a like down below, please. It really does help out the podcast. Connie, where can we find you? You can still find me on Captain Fidget on YouTube. There you go. I I, I added the still in there and ruined my own outro. <laughs> or on Twitter at CapFidget. <laughs> and I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoeing Gaming on YouTube and Professor Hoeing on Twitter. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon Podcast. See ya. Bye.